is Aram Bartin, and I'm the Dungeon Master for God's Fall, a custom 5th edition Dungeon & Dragons campaign in Washington, D.C. In this episode, we'll meet our second player, Franaway Tinuith, a high elf bard from the capital city of Ani. I'm Kay, and I have never played Dungeons & Dragons before. I will be playing Phryony Tinuith, the High Elf Bard. Okay, I have many questions. First of all, wait. I'm so excited you have your own dice. I can't tell you how exciting it is that you may just play this once, but you're perfectly willing to get your own dice and a pouch for it. Well, I had the pouch. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, I mean, I wouldn't go play tennis without having a tennis racket. No, that's true. Would you just would you describe your pouch? Would I describe my pouch? Yeah. For some reason, that sounds. <laughs> I know it does. I'm sorry. A little dirty. It's just one of those, you know, embroidered Chinese silk things that you use to hold jewelry, yep. essentially. And it's perfect for a dice. Bag. It's 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 jade green with red embroidery and has a jade green tassel. I wasn't sure how many dice I needed. Okay. Or how many die. No, single die, multiple dice. Yes. Uh, I needed, so I bought three sets. How many do I need? What do I need? But normally, all you really need in front of you is your die 20. That is the majority go-to die. Okay. It'll be the roundest one. It is not round. It is whatever the Greek word for 20 is, something hedron. I think it's a, a, a dosahedron, or I That's plausible. I think yeah. dodecahedron is 12. Wait, in geometry, the I-C-O-S-A-H-E-D-R-O-N. Icosahedron. Icosahedron? Okay, so... That's my best guess. That is a 20-sided die. An icosahedron. Well, I have learned something already. Yes, our podcast is very informative. One, yes. do you have a hard copy of the nerd book? I do have a hard copy of the nerd book. I will have cards for you as well, and this is important. You don't know spells yet, because as far as you know, magic no longer exists. But right. you will learn them, obviously. But, but because you're introducing, from my understanding, magic into the game, yes. I want to be prepared. Oh no, you should be, absolutely. Um, to be able to be ready to go. Absolutely. Um, but there's quite a few spells and mm -hmm. the names are not, oh, I mean, Vicious Mockery, which obviously I'm picking. There's a fantastic Reddit thread about that where someone suggested Vicious Mockery does uh, 1d6 psychic damage. They said that you should instead call it Sick Burn and it should do 1d6 fire damage. <laughs> This will help actually, from the, exactly from Ani, from the center of Ani, mm -hmm. it is 1,500 miles in every direction to the edge of the world storm. So all the way out to the edge of the cloud, it's 1,500 miles. So it's about ballpark 750 miles to the very northern Arctic tip of Ireland. Of Let's say Kadarian Empire, or at least Kadar, because yes, it does say it is clearly Ireland, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also Kadar. <laughs> Kadar. I couldn't remember how to pronounce it, so That's I went with okay. Ireland. I appreciate that. Um, and over there we have Cork. Yes. Um, <laughs> gaming sets. Yes. Um, Any small type of game that would exist have existed back in that time. Like a chess. Yeah, like a chess set or something like that. Backgammon. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I've used the word pouch more in the past hour than I have used <laughs> it, I right. think, collectively in my life. <laughs>musical instrument if you want but you don't have to because okay. you don't need it to be able to do what you're going to do because your power is going to is going to come directly from your voice you're less i really honestly see you as less of a musical bard and more just of a vocal storytelling commanding bard. yes yes storytelling exactly being able to you know convince people into things or weave them into a tale or inspire them with a speech that's kind of more your thing so the other guy uh, not Michael, but uh, the new guy. The Republican? Yeah, well, we're not sure if he's a Republican, but it's a fair bet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's okay because it's diversity. We'll have some diversity in our group. He, uh, he listened to the podcast and he was so excited about it. And I emailed him today because I want him to come by early on Sunday so I can do a little bit of one-on-one -on -one time with him to be able to set up his. And he was like, I can come over this weekend. I can do whatever you want. I'm very happy <laughs> to be involved in this. So he seems pretty into it. Here's what you're doing. So you're going to be meeting. I'm going to haul a lot of heavy stuff. Yes. No, no. It's already on. So you are, you are meeting your friend, Ella. Right. She is going to, and she basically just, just has a bag of clothes for you to change into so you to get out of the ridiculous ball gown you're in. Mm. Then you guys are going down to the inner harbor that is inside the main city of Ani. That little dot of blue right in the center of the city because there's a giant canal throughout the entire island nation. You're going to get on a small boat that is manned by uh, your young male guard friend who is a part of the Royal Palace Guard, which is of course how you met him because he was working for your father or he was helping to guard your father. You, he, he is going to escort you down to the mouth of the harbor where you will be getting on board the Montgomery, which is a small private yacht owned by Ella's family. Ella's family runs an herb shop in the inner city with only the finest things. And her uncle owns this boat and basically travels the known world getting these herbs and spices and bringing them into harbor. He will be traveling south, stopping in Port Bliss on his way to the Bluffs, where you will be getting off and you will be meeting your mom's sister. It's a place where you don't have to get married. You know, and, and it's it's far it's far away, but still it's family. So right. yeah, we have the magic detecting priests Correct. up in Kadar slash Ireland. Yes. Um, and then <laughs> is there worldwide any sort of priesthood class? Is there used to be an invocation of religion? I mean, there are still some people who hold on to the old ways. Obviously, all the gods had temples to them. Some have been left to decay. Some are kept up. There are still some some people who go through the motions at harvest time and things like, you know, that. But for the majority, religion is dead. There are people who blame the gods and very rightfully for what happened. So they view people who believe, you know, some people would view them as traitors. Some people would just would just view them as foolish or stupid or naive. And there are others that believe this is just part of the divine plan. It's only been 98 years since the breaking of the world. It's only been 98 years since the gods died. That is nothing to an immortal being. The Church of Sephora is an excellent example. They see the sun still shining in the sky, and they believe that means, some of them at least, that their god is still up there. As long as that sun burns, they'll pray.
is a mind flare? A mind flare? Well, there's a lot of debate about that. Some people believe they are aliens. Other people just believe that, that they're some demonic created race, but basically they're these horrible things with a squid face. They're humanoids, big bald head, squid face, and uh, mental powers. And beholders? Beholders are giant fucking balls, like a huge eyeball, right? Mm. With a bunch of stalks coming off the head that are also ending in eyeballs. And they float around, and they're scary as shit, and if you ever see one, you should probably run. That's never been a part of D&D before, as far as the backgrounds that have abilities attached to them. And I think it was a really great way to kind of uh, reinforce the role-playing aspect of it, as opposed to just the mechanics and the, you know, which is, you know, the, the whole point of this is that I, like, I've, a friend of mine says, just play a video game. All this, all this is done for you, but you don't get to role-play with a video game. Oh, Do you know I what see. I mean? Yeah. Okay, I'm pausing the podcast for one quick second here, just so everyone understands. I play video games. I love video games. I am looking at my Steam account right now, and I have 1,117 hours invested in Civilization V alone. All right, I play games. I like video games. What I was trying to say here is that while I love playing all of the Dragon Ages, they've always found them limiting as far as the role-playing aspect because there's only so much you can get out of a disc that only has so many pre-rendered answers. And when you play with a DM and when you play with a group of people, there's unlimited answers, there's unlimited stories, there's unlimited possibilities. And you simply cannot get that in a video game. But I am not bashing video games, just so we're clear, okay? So do not write me hate mail. All right, back to the podcast. Yeah, so the, this actually really kind of pushes the it actual... emphasizes the story aspect rather than the rolling dice and getting points. Exactly, which is important, it's, and it's definitely a big part of it, but the role-playing part is what gets me. It's why I do this instead of playing a video game. Yes, message is very useful, especially in a world where there are no magical items that can do that anymore. I want to do message. Mm -hmm. It's an excellent idea. How totally. How else am I going to pass messages to my lover? <laughs> exactly. What's unseen servant? Do people fetch things for me? Yes, that is exactly what that is. It's basically like a ghost that'll like sweep the floor, get the door, put these things away. It's that kind of, it's literally that kind of I totally want thing. that. All right, excellent. I realize it probably will not be that useful later on, but I totally want that. Griner, uh, sorry, not Briner, Minor Illusion. <laughs> grinder Illusion. Grinder. That's like, that's oh, like every of, profile. Much of Grinder yeah. Illusion, yes. <laughs> Chill Touch. Mm -hmm. uh, makes me feel like I'm going to go up and like put my cold hands on the back of someone's that's neck. That's literally what that is, except it does damage. Mm -hmm. So Shocking a Grasp and Chill Touch are basically the same mechanic delivering electrical and or cold damage. But it's something we have to walk up and touch someone. Yes. Yeah, also dangerous. Let me tell you something. Yes. Take sleep. Because Take you have sleep. nothing offensive right now. Oh, You've got okay. nothing where you can, like, if something's coming at you and there's no one to stop them, I defend see. yourself. You know? Yeah. I see. I believe precedentation allows you to ask. Precedentation isn't going to work. Because I'm pretty sure you ask the gods a question and get a yes or no answer. No, that can't be right. That's way too powerful to be a first level spell. 
It's like Harry Houdini. It's a small magic trick. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, it, just, it, it covers a lot of things. Like you could like create a little ball of fire in the air or whatever. It's or like whatever. Job from Arrested Development. So if there's rocks that detect magic, mm -hmm. and magic is detected... Oh, they know it's there. Oh. They blame the gods for it. I see. Yeah, because the reason why magic doesn't function anymore is because the belief of man feeds the gods. Okay? And that gives the gods their power. And that power that they create between themselves created the network of magic. So with them dead, so they blame all of this on the gods. So any magical thing is just an abomination remnant of them. I see. So has my family been a member of the council for how long? When was this established? Uh, several hundred years. Okay. I mean, you know, because it's goes... a hereditary seat. Correct. Exactly. All right. So. And since you are the only child, you're the next one in line. So there's a lot about why you shouldn't be jumping off on a boat right now. Fair enough. Um, so I feel this is the point where, uh, Dad, you give me the talk. But so how does elven reproduction work then? Roughly the same. Elven gestation. Let me take a look here. <laughs> elven life cycle. Okay. That's the thing we Googled. Okay. Elves are born one year from their about one year from their conception, so a little longer. Mm -hmm. The day of their conception is celebrated, not the actual birthday itself. By age 50, you also reach your adult height, so you are your adult height. And by their first hundred years of life outside the womb, you are fully grown. I would say you're what, 5'7", five, 5'8"? Five, sure. Well, no, be whatever you want. I'm just I mean, that's guessing. That's very tall for an elf. Is an average height is apparently 4'9". In my world, the high elves are the same height as humans. 5'10". Excellent. Quite so tall. tall. Yes. No, good. Well, you, you're you going to be a natural leader, like, so it makes sense. I like sense. to be able to reach things. Plus, people, if you're short, always, oh, aren't you cute? Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to worry about that with Dora in the party. Oh, right. That's right. Also, there's a dwarf. So you're going to be okay. I'm going to be like a giant. <laughs> you really are. Well, because Michael's character, I think it's going to be about 5'8". So you will be the tallest in the party. The dwarf's like four foot something. The hobbit's three foot something. So, yeah. I'm comfortable with that. You are going to a very nice ball. And so the most important thing is, what are you wearing? Not to go all gender politics on a Friday night hanging out with my friend. Yes. But I don't know how I feel about, particularly given some of the very gendered overtones, or actually yeah, overtones, not undertones, yes. overtones in gaming. Oh, there's huge overtones that the in gaming. The first question that I, no. the woman player on your pop, like on your game, I'm so glad you mentioned it. Is what are you wearing? I mean, it's not that I don't care. Yeah. It's that it is such a stereotypical <laughs> introduction. Of, Fair enough. Here's our girl player. I know, I know. Tell it's, us about your clothes. Your character, so specifically from how I understand her, is about how she dresses too, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not arguing yeah. that this isn't something, uh, like I don't wholly object to We it. don't have to start the I'm, podcast I'm on saying, what are you wearing. I'm saying that starting the entire introduction, and clothes certainly can be a very useful thumbnail yeah. for some character traits, and so I appreciate it, but I'm guessing 
dungeon master <laughs> that I am the only member of this party who is getting asked, particularly as the very first question, mm-hmm. what are you wearing? That is absolutely true. Now, you're also at a ball, and none of the other characters right. are mean, starting at a ball, it, it but you are sense, absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Just... No, no one else is going to be asked the very first thing, what are they wearing? Okay. Yeah. So I apologize. I didn't mean to offend. I'm not yeah. offended. It was just... It was a very interesting way to begin, given some of the... I know. You know, in in a, like, post-gamer... Not even post. In a Gamergate world. Your character's a noble. I like a ball. I mean, you know what I mean? I like... You know, and again, I don't disagree with it. And And it's the only chance you're going to get for a while to wear one. Right. So that's the other part, you know? And I'm not saying that I'm not going to participate in this. Sure. and And I, you know, don't see why it's happening or that... I don't like clothes, and I don't like balls, and I don't like envisioning that. Yep. I just want it noted that I recognize a certain irony to me, a first-time D&D player, a woman being introduced to the game with the question, what are you wearing? So noted. That said, <laughs> what am I wearing? Yes. If this were a visual meeting, is this where we would do the manicam? Yes. Sort of an... an Iridescent peacock floor length ball gown, something of a sheath, low draped back, neckline, not too much cleavage because you've got the, the draped back, some sort of matching diadem, dancing slippers, sort of a diamonds on the soles of her shoes, not not blue, that would be two bridesmaid matchy matchy. Absolutely. And anything else would be overkill and tacky. This is the this is the main gate and the main canal, okay. all the way up. Now, how this canal works is, this uh, is a big, huge, deep well. And the, there's giant walls around the entire city, and water runs along the top what, of these walls. What does the shading indicate? This is a mountain. Z- you know, Zavon just basically carved out that whole mountain and used the rock to build this entire thing and the hills and the walls and everything. So. Ani is about 25 miles across. Yes, yes. There's a uh, main canal. This is driven by water pumped in through the system combined with these walls. So there's a natural current that flows this way at all times. Boats just have to line up into the canal and they're naturally carried through it. This central area is where you're going to meet your friend. You are currently here. That's the inner harbor. Yes, this is the inner harbor here. You are currently at the Grand Theater. You're in a huge multi-leveled octagon, a theater where all the chairs have been taken away and there is just like a large open, you know, ball area and there are tables all along the edges. close to the inner very, harbor. Very, very close to the inner harbor. About two miles away from the rest of the city. Yes, correct. When you get into the inner harbor, and you, you'll, you'll meet Ella back here, and you'll change, and you'll come down to the inner harbor. You'll be picked up by boat, by your friend who, hang on, I have a name for him. <laughs> yeah, why couldn't we start my story with when I was caught making out with a hot guy? Do you, want, do you really want me to role play making out with you? Um. <laughs> so there's that too. Uh, <laughs> okay, you are meeting 
Ah, Brannock. 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 Doesn't that sound like a thick neck guy? Is he, is he up again? Can we look at him again? Oh, yeah, totally. I can bring him up. Hang on. Mostly just because, I mean, why not? <laughs> exactly. I will just imagine a slightly larger head. Mm -hmm. But, like, who drew that? Who was like, you know what would be amazing? If it's this a tiny little fit head. Really, really tiny head. Yeah. Because look, look at the size of his hands. Yeah, right? They're gigantic. His hands are larger than his face. He could literally, like, wrap his hands around he his whole face. He could crush his own head. Do you know what I do like, though? I love the uniform. I love no, all of that. No, it's the uniform. Mm -hmm. the, like, he's, like, clean cut, but with a little bit of a bad boy edge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's tough. He's yeah. clean cut, but tough. All right, so we've reminded ourselves about yep. Brannock. <laughs> of the Tick tiny head. Yeah, of the tiny head. <laughs> and you enter, and with, you know, you are announced, uh, Friday, I tell you with. Yes, 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 yes. I pause at the top of the <laughs> stairs, survey the room. And I don't wave. No, you don't wave? No. 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 I'm not, I'm not A nod, way. perhaps? No, I, no. I pause, mm -hmm. survey the room. Yes. Pause and then proceed down the stairs, like a civilized elf. You've been to these before, but it is very nice. There is food everywhere, and everyone's dressed, and there's music wafting in every, everywhere, and there are some light globes, which are permanent globes of light that have, that have magical energies in them, but even though they're permanent, the energy has, has been waiting. So they tend to pull them out once in a while. Like if you put them in a very dark a closet and pull them back out, they seem to be brighter for a while, so they tended to save them for these. So these are hovering above each table. Like a non-sentient Tinkerbell. Basically, yes. You see your mother, describe your mother. How would she react if she saw you in public? Uh, with... Like, for, like from across a distance? Right, yeah. with a very dignified but nearly imperceptible nod. Right. She's in the middle of conversation, doesn't even break streak, and just gives you the slightest of nods. The slightest of nods. Excellent. So I now know that my mother has established that, as required, right. I am attending the event. Yes, exactly. You also see your father. He is talking to several other of the ruling a class on the noble side, so clearly he is what he is usually doing, working. Always working. Yes. Uh, otherwise than that, you see some people you know, I mean, there is an elven community, certainly, mm -hmm. and there is certainly a noble elven community, so you see some of the other young ones of the nobles, and all the ones about your age, again, are considered very special. You are the first generation born after the breaking of the world. You are the new hope. So you guys are all kind of treated in this kind of lord, you know, lauded aspect, and it was very important that you all knew each other, and because you know your potential partners could come from that pool as well. So you see all of them. There's also several young elves that you don't know, because they've they're come, they've come from Ryland, or they've come from, you know, maybe some of the other forests around, but mainly that would be where they'd be from. And a lot of their royal signets, you know, clearly mark them out as being from Ryland. Will be an investigation. An investigation? Yes. Yeah, so, when I ask you to roll something, usually it's going to be a skill. And these will all be lined up here. And sometimes I'm just going to ask you to roll like a, a straight dex or a mm -hmm. straight... In, and that's just the numbers under your stats. Okay. It might be useful not to make myself obtrusive or call attention to myself with my mother, mm -hmm. but to politely introduce myself. One, just try and make connections, but 
to get a sense of what the conditions are in Ryzon and what I'm walking into. Ryland. Ryland, Ryland. Yeah, Sorry, absolutely. Ryland. Absolutely. All right, excellent. Then uh, roll an investigation. Okay. Oh, I have a one. Oh, okay. Well, one is a fumble, okay. what we like to call it in this game. Beginning down the stairs, <laughs> you catch right off the, the first steps. You're going to have to have a word with your tailor because your heel just oh, catches catch. right in it, right? And you start to go forward. So I need a dexterity save from you. Now those are so there's, there's here. No, there's no handsome gentleman at the bottom of the stairs who can catch me? It's going to depend. So. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> a 17. Oh, okay. You don't need them. So your foot... Catches I don't need and him. You but... start to go down mm -hmm. and you just, you're thinking, what can I do? What can I do? And you just tear just a little bit of the hem of your dress and force your foot down and catch yourself and gracefully walk down from it. Roll a perception. An eight. You don't think anyone's noticed. You're pretty sure you got away with it. There was a, there was a slight, you know, that you heard and you kind of glanced back, but. You don't think anyone noticed. Did my mother notice? Uh, Roll perception. 20. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. Oh, nice. <laughs> I am always just not, not quite the perfect daughter that they, that they are hoping for. I'm leaving anyway, and I really don't care what these people think. So I have recovered my balance at the bottom of the stairs. Yes, you have. Proceed down the stairs, hopefully without further incident. Excellent. Uh, brush by the handsome young man who ultimately did not need to catch me. Yes, excellent. Um, another, another palace guard. Another palace mm -hmm. guard. Absolutely. I do seem drawn to a type. So I just give a shimmy shake. Small. Excellent. Um, and... Mm. Proceed on my way. Roll a performance. A one again. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't okay. like you, this. Wait, wait. Roll one. Roll once. Roll once more. Okay. You're off your game this morning. Off my game. I'm not. <laughs> but I need better wrist action. Okay. A nine. That's that, that's fine. So you kind of like, you know, the unsexy wink. Like you and you don't wink. You're not no, a winker. No, I'm not a winker. No. And but you were so thrown off. By this, like you were so startled by it that for some reason, maybe you saw someone do it and you threw him a wink and were aghast the second you did it. Rex, like, why? Why just wink at me, right? I and don't know why. Why? <laughs> why would I wink? Exactly. Clearly, clearly, is there champagne in this? Yes, world? there is. There's two of them right there. I believe it is time for a discreetly but quickly. Okay, so the guy's got two of them. Is it the kind where you kind of turned your back and drank the one drop and grabbed the other one to go? Oh, it, it, yes, that is a very good idea. I pulled that move. And um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've already tripped and winked, so I may as well be on the edge of How double fisting. Right. Again, I'm leaving soon. On the edge of double fisting, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm on the move. So now that I'm fortified with a bit of alcohol, excellent. I once again notice the Ryland. Ryland? Yes, Ryland, exactly. The Ryland delegation. The Ryland delegation and decide to wend my way over and do the polite diplomatic chit-chat thing. Okay. You spend about 10 minutes. Can I, 
Oh, sure. I don't want to interrupt the story, but since I've never done this before, so what were you doing? Oh, I was willing to see how other people were reacting to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's well. So, <laughs> basically, you spend the next 10 minutes uh, sipping at your champagne, making small attack, introducing yourself to some of the new people when you see that they're standing next to people you know. So, oh, you know, Susanna. Oh, hello. You know, that kind of thing, right? And you have determined by, after about 10 minutes of investigation, uh, out of the delegation, there are three rather handsome, charming young high elves. Uh, two of them have kind of the uh, the paler brown hairs, almost like an auburn, but it's light, mm -hmm. right? And that's very traditional of that area. And then one of them is just shock silver. I feel that talking to the shock silver will draw the attention of my mother. Yes. Which is not a place I need to be right okay. now. Okay. Out of the other two. One of them is a little boring. Just a little. I mean, he's nice, but he talks a lot about politics. I need to know the situation that I'm walking into, so I think I'm going to talk to the slightly boring one. Excellent. Who seems to know a lot about what's going on. Yes, he does. Um, and I would like to know what... How are things back home? Ryland's well. The city is well. It, it is, it as always is. And, the tensions have gone down between the elves and the dwarves lately. I mean, there always was some, but the city does seem to function well. The humans are doing well. There is some talk of slavery. Slavery? Yes. I mean, obviously, we don't practice it. And obviously, the, you know, and the dwarves used to, and the northern dwarves still do. But for the most point, no, we do not. However, in the area of the bluffs, the reason why the bluffs exist is because it was a mining town where, they, where there are huge bluffs that hit the water, like the cliffs of of Dover, right? Mm -hmm. And they carved directly into one and carved a giant half bowl right facing the sea because they were mining. And eventually as, they, this, as this bowl got carved out larger and larger, it became the bustling city that it is now. And while there is still a working mine in the city, the main mine is about 50 miles down the road, way high in the mountains. The, the main mine is the pit. The pit's here. Okay. The bluffs are here. Okay. There are, there, are, there are no workers at the pit. This is a prison mine. All of the nations, all five nations of Ani send people here to this pit to be works. If you, if you did a crime in Qadar, Qadar will sell that contract to the pit and the pit will purchase that contract from Qadar so, and then have a worker there that they then have to house and feed and all that. So it's sort of like a combination of our modern day prison industrial complex and Australia? Yes, that is exactly what it is. Okay. Yep. And there's been a lot of it, there's been an increase in Qadarian ships dropping off of slaves. Not, not sure why, but it's troubling. It is troubling. Other than that, things have been calm. There are preparations for the festivals, of course, and of course. many preparations for the 100 year festival. What do the preparations for the Hundred Year Festival involved? It's been, you know, you know, off topic. Hundred Year Festival is a hundred years since the breaking of the world. Right, so yes. this is like a big, huge, you know, we've made it of celebration. Yes. yes. Like, well, I hear, and this may just be a rumor, but apparently they're going to light up the entire bay. They used to light this entire bay from all the way around the mountains to all the way down by the bluffs with with lights that would dance across the water like fairies. Apparently, they still have some. Fascinating. Yes, it's going to be quite beautiful. 
I did not catch your name. That's because I don't have one. Oh, <laughs> second, let me. Because uh, I feel it's something that I might like to drop later. Yes, I think that you definitely will. So I'm going to make a little note here. You have met the elf. I actually have uh, websites that are nothing but name generators for this exact kind of thing that I will just leave open and be like, you've met, click. Ah. <laughs> so fantasy names, elf names, male names, Elred. You have Elred. met Elred from the house. Uh, let's just call him Elred for right now and I'll figure out the house and everything else later. But you have met Elred. Because I feel knowing the house is the most useful part. Of yes, that will, that will be the most useful um, part. <clears throat> all right, I have met Elred. Well, Elred, it has been really delightful chatting with you. I have learned some, oh, yes. It's been you. charming to meet you as well, madame. My hopes that we will be meeting again soon. Indeed. Uh, so I am going to say hello to the, I'm just going to say hello to the cute one, just catch his name. Wait, I'm sorry, who are you saying the, hello the, to? The, his, his not as knowledgeable no. but cuter friend. Yes, like, yes. At least less boring friend. Yes. He, in the time that you've been talking to, uh, to Elred, the other gentleman has had a couple drinks. Oh, no. Yes, so, and he's... Posed, but elves tend to go red quickly, and <laughs> he is definitely blushing heavily in the face and ever so slightly swaying. Franny, friend, friend, Franny, 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 Fry, of course, Friday. It's such a pleasure, such a pleasure to see you here and this place as we are. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I have already... Where are you going? <laughs> um, I am going to, in order to distract him, I press the remainder of my glass of champagne into yes. his hand. Yes, which, which, which would, he would you, clumsily takes. Would, would you hold this for me? Oh, would you like another? No, no, no. She's just oh, I'll be right back. And he just kind of Thank goes. you. And then that is when I make my exit. Yes. I would like you to roll a perception. Is that the same? Yes, exactly. If Unless I tell you, it's always going to be a 20 unless I state the die. Okay. 18. Okay. So as you quickly turn away from this gentleman, and like the second he was turning, like, boom, you go, you notice a woman out of the corner of your eye. And you realize that you've been seeing her all evening. You didn't know who she was, so you just kind of ignored her. But you've been seeing her all evening. There's a human woman about 50 feet from you, and she's standing with a compact, and she's clearly oh, using it to watch you. Clearly. Back. And you notice that from inside the compact, there's a strange pale lavender glow. She kind of snaps it shut, and she begins walking towards the door. A uh, few questions. Mm -hmm. uh, if you could just describe this woman to mm -hmm. me, how old is basically? Short black hair, probably late 20s, maybe early 30s. Okay. She is wearing the dress well, but there's some things around the ruffles and how it's laid. These are very complex garments, and there's just something about it where you're like, she hasn't worn these often. You know, she's, uh, she looks good, she's still out of place. Nod at the guard at the bottom of the stairs. He nods here to all. Uh, and then slightly nod at the woman. Mm-hmm. Well, the woman who was leaving? The woman who's heading towards the exit. Oh, she no, she is. she's about 50 feet away from you. She has turned around and left. There's more than one way out. Oh. Yeah, she's not going up the grand, the grand stair. She just turned away from you and went towards the first available exit she could find. All right. 
And there is that exit guarded? No. Okay. Uh, is there anybody that I recognize over there? I'll roll a perception. A two. No, sadly not this time. All right. yeah. Sadly not. Yeah. Sadly not. Um, very sadly not. Yeah, she's no, she's walking out towards the terrace. So she just she's going around the back where you would be walking out the front if you were going towards a pool. All right. Is the, there another exit that will intercept her? You, well, it depends. It's a 50-50 shot. If she goes back out, she can, she, she can go north or south. And if you go north or south, you may be able to cut her off, depending on how she goes out. I see. Mm -hmm. So, and I can't tell from which exit she's choosing whether she goes north She's or going south. out onto a large patio, and she could go either way. I uh, choose to go north to try to intercept her. Okay. So you head out north. Okay. It is a warm summer evening. Uh, it's starting to, to get, you know, a little bit late, like around 10. Mm -hmm. You know, reasonable time for the ball to really be a starting, right? You can hear the music wafting off. So you have stepped north and you're on a major road. The roads in Ani have been made by the God King. They are permanent, they are everlasting, they are unblemished. And they glow ever so slightly in the darkness as all the brickwork does. So the entire city is well lit all the time. It's, it's, it's like it's under constant bright moonlight. Okay. And you are standing upon one of these glowing roads. And there's no, are there shadows with the glowing roads? Well, I want you to roll me a, per a perception roll. A 12. Yeah, you definitely, actually a 12 plus your perception. So you actually got a 15. A 15. So yes, you see uh, maybe 100 feet that way, you definitely see someone duck out onto the road and then back around one of the stables. There's stables behind the uh, theater because they use a lot of animals. And they're heading away from me. Yeah, there's about a hundred feet that way. Someone does, someone ducked behind the stables. And are there any? Are we the only people out here? There's, a, there's, you know, people down here towards the water more. But really, this way is public parks and things like that and stuff. You know, and and, and some fountains and, and stuff that's really more during the day. It's kind of quiet at night. So where you are, it seems to just be you. Is that also in the direction of where I'm supposed to meet Ella Sarlot? Opposite direction. Opposite direction of where I'm supposed to meet Ella Sarlot. Mm -hmm. Get to the nearest person I can sure. en route to this woman. Okay, okay. Um, and ask them if they had noticed the woman coming out. Okay, you kind of scan the grounds a bit and you do see a worker, someone doing something mm -hmm. with the grounds about 20 feet this way. All right. So I, I approach the worker and I asked the worker, did, yes, did, miss? You, did, you, did you notice a woman who went by in this direction? Yes, miss, I did. Did you recognize her? I did, I did not miss. You did not recognize her. All right, well, did you see from which direction she went from here? I did miss. She, she went around, she was coming around towards the stables. And I told her that the stables are no place for a nice young lady at this time of night. And I had her go up onto the road right over there. And I told her to go back towards the city. I assumed that's where she was headed. You assumed, but you didn't see her head that way. I did not, ma'am. I had to, I sent her back to the road, and I went about my business. All right. Um, so I am... Perception. So I roll that? Yes. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yes. A one, dude. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, You've suddenly gone deaf. I've suddenly gone... Yeah, I mean, essentially, I am falling... I I 
version of you myself. You can't see anything. Lion, elven creature, <laughs> charming everyone I meet, stumbled my way through this entire situation <laughs> yes, like someone yeah. out of a bad romantic comedy. Less high elf, more pig panther. That's pretty much yeah, how this works out. Yeah, that's essentially how this is going. Um, alright, well, um, I quickly dashed to stables with my super awesome vision, apparently. Mm -hmm. You can see perfectly at night. Right. Nope. We'll see. Uh, and uh, see if I can spot the woman. Okay, so you kind of hightail it over there, and I want one more perception roll. Which one of these terrible ones should I use? <laughs> Which one of these traitor dice? Yeah, so... You want to try one of mine? Yes. What did you get? A one. You've got to be kidding me. No. Lord. Okay. Look, you make it all the way to the stables and you literally come around the corner just as a horse is barreling down on you and the woman's on it. I need a dexterity save from you. You stumbled right into her. A nine. Plus, because it's a dex save. So uh. you'd add your to 12. That's enough. Okay. So you flatten yourself against the wall just as the horse barrels past you and goes darting away from the main part of the city. So further out towards the walls. All right. Um, definitely her. Definitely her. Yeah. All right. So I am going to pop into the stables from mm -hmm. whence she came yeah. to see if perhaps maybe she dropped something or left something behind. Investigation. One. You're, An 11. You fall and break your nose. No. So you kind of... You know, did you, hit this cracker. Yeah. <laughs> you do see uh, the empty stable the horse has been taken from. And you look around to see if there's anything that's, that's been dropped or anything that's been taken. And there is a little piece of fabric that clearly got tagged on one, like a piece of wood around the edge. It may have got torn off from her cloak. Garment. Yeah, or whatever. And it's a uh, royal blue. And it's got a little bit of silver a stitching kind of placed through it almost to like it was mimicking stars. My evening is running short. It's, it is starting to get pressing, yeah. Uh, so I uh, quickly rush back to the ballroom. Uh, quickly check in with my group of fellow young elves. And oh. I... One guy is sloshed. Uh, it's I, embarrassing, especially for high elves, but it's pretty embarrassing in general. That must be humiliating. Mm -hmm. However, I don't have time to deal with him. Excellent. So I turn to... Franny! Franny! Hey! 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 Hey, I got your drink! Hey, there's you are! No, 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 that's that's yours. Oh, this is my drink! Yes, you still haven't gotten me mine. Would you... Would you yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, hey! And, and grabbing me another drink? I'll do it for you. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. And he you. goes off. Thank you. Uh, so I turn and grab the girl closest to me, the one who I know the most. Yes. Um, my best friend, who I assume is fairly well connected. Oh, she's not at the party. Well, my, my noble best oh, friend. Oh, 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 my, oh, 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 sure. My best friend. Hello. She's Hello. your best kind of frenemy, right? Right. right. Yes, yes. Ow. Hello. It's a lovely dress. Shame about the rip. It, 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 I, uh. Well, you know how it can be. Of course. Um, and I, I, I wonder, though, speaking of dresses, I don't know if you noticed the woman in the very poorly tailored gown earlier. Oh, 
It was impossible to see. I think God, she left. Do you know who she is? I don't even know who would, you know, show no. up here. Okay. I mean, I don't know that many humans, but honestly, no, she did not. I mean, she just struck me as some poor little urchin that had fallen into a dress and stumbled into the wrong party. I'll certainly keep an eye out for her, though. Is she a friend of yours? Well, no, I'm just shocked that anyone would show up here in such a state. And I'm shocked they'd be let in. The poor quality of the guards, I suppose. They, they do have their uses. <laughs> Yes, they do. Oh, but I, I think I see my mother of course, dear. beckoning, so I, 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 need to, I need to speak with her. So It's a pleasure, yeah. as always. Oh, always. Um, and now I think it might be time for me to find Alice Arlott and yes. get boogieing. Now, your mom's busy, your dad's busy, they're both into the evening. It's the perfect time for you just to slip right out. All right, and so out I slip. How'd you slip? Back out into, into the night, and you make your way over to and the- And clickety-clickety-clickety-clickety-clickety-clickety to my meeting spot with Ellis Arlott. Hey! Hey, did you see a woman go by? No. No, she went the opposite way, so she wouldn't have come, she probably didn't come this way, but, but no. No, one, I didn't one, see, one I mean, I saw a lot of women go by. I mean, did you, did you notice um, human and wearing a, a, a reasonably nice blue dress, short black hair, but just didn't quite like to see it. Anyway. She kind of does this, and as you kind of look around the bay, I mean, there are people in dresses on boats. There are people in dresses. Everywhere. Like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, so they're everywhere. All right. All right, well, anyway, so we should... Do you, do you have my, my change of clothes? Yes, I do, absolutely. And she hands you a bag. All right. And in this bag are your change of clothes. She hands you a small velvet purse with your money in it. She hands you all you know, your little things. And then she kind of like opens a little side door. There's a small room and you know, she's figured everything out all as right. usual. As usual. And so I do a quick rifle through my belongings to make sure that I haven't forgotten anything critical. Everything you want is there. Everything I want is there. And uh, sort of melt back into the shadows to quickly change clothes. I gracefully You do change. stop and you cringe a little, a little bit. It is a little worse of a tear than you thought it was, but otherwise than that, it was a nice dress. It was a nice dress, and if it, maybe I can find someone to mend it. Um, it Perhaps on your long sea voyage ahead. It could be useful later, so I shove it in my bag. Excellent. I uh, don't need to be worried about wrinkles, obviously. That's right. People um, have to take care of that. Same with the jewelry. Mm -hmm. um, of, co of course. Don't never know when that can be useful. Nope. And off we go to, to meet Brennick. Excellent. So you guys head back down to the harbor and he is already there. He leaps out of the boat, drags it the extra uh, foot up and offers you a hand. It's good to see you. It's, it's always lovely to see you, Brennick. Awesome. Mm -hmm. It's a shame you're leaving. I had a lot of fun. He's kind of dumb. He's kind of dumb. <laughs> well, he does have that small head. Yeah. <laughs> It was really good to see you. I'm going to be kind of sad now that you're not going to be here. It, it, it will be quite tragic. You were to come back, right? And visit and stuff? She said you were going to come back and visit. Why? Well, how could I stay away? That's great. It would be good yeah, to see you. It, I had fun. Anyways, I'm going to row now. <laughs> so can, all, right. all no. right. All right, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Is that what's going on? It sounds a little Bill Clinton-y. Like, like, Is that a good it, thing? If it were taken out of context... Right. It would sound like you're doing a really bad Bill Clinton impression. 
Does that help? <laughs> he does have all that charisma. It does. He sure does. Ella is uh, going to ride with you, obviously. Obviously. You know, but she's not going to go on the main boat. She's going to ride down. So if you have about a 20-minute ride. Actually, in the main city, this would probably be an hour ride. So you have an hour just to chat with Ella. Is there anything particularly you want to talk about? All right, so we're rowing down the canal. Well, you're being, you're being, the, you're being propelled down the canal for a better word. He rows you into the current, and then the current simply takes you. Okay. And then he's just guiding the, the um, boat at that point. Well, I want to make sure that Ella is you know, prepared to give um, my not detailed note to my parents, mm -hmm. um, just so they don't think I've been kidnapped or something. How are we sure that he is not going to spill the beans? All I can tell you is I trust him. I've trusted him my whole life. I've asked him not to. That's usually good enough for him. Awfully trusting. I, I always trust people, Fred. Are we? You know me. And, and how has it worked out? I got to meet you. Oh, well, isn't that delightful. <laughs> um, I feel I would not be friends with someone. <laughs> this is your human friend. This right. is your kind of like polar opposite, but you get along friend. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm just going to ask her if she knows any general gossip about the city. If she's picked anything up that is important. Ani in general? Just what has she heard from her uncle about conditions generally and... Um, this is what this is the one thing that's really stuck out. He travels all over, right? And he and, and some of the things that he that he looks for, some of the herbs that he looks for, and other plant life grows at the edge of the world storm. And what he has noticed is that it seems to be it's a storm. I mean, it's not perfectly stable, right? I mean, it fluctuates. There are bulbs mm -hmm. that they can pick up at times, right? But he swears that he could see through it in patches. It seemed weaker. It, it seemed to swirl more randomly and more chaotically than it did. There just seemed something off about the storm. And he saw it more than once. And he said it to people, no one's listening to him. But he swears there's something going on with the storm. And if you find out anything about who this woman is, that would also I'll be... look around for her, too. You're, uh, I just want to, you don't need to have this, but I, I think of your character as a good artist. I was going to ask if I could draw. Yeah, no, no, I, I it, it makes it makes sense because okay, you're so. Because I wasn't sure if I was going to have to roll for that no. because the rolling does not work. No, out no, 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 no. I just I think that you're a good artist. I just it makes sense for your character. Okay. She'd be the one that would draw maps. She'd be the one that would okay. take notes. So no, you draw a very nice sketch of this woman. Okay, so yeah. fortunately I have my diplomat's pouch with its paper and quill. Exactly. And now that we have, wouldn't have it. Now that we yeah. have solved the pouch question. Right, exactly. So you pull out your um, quill and you dip it in your royal ink and yes, you knock out a drawing. I do. A, you have an a, hour. A quick but yeah. realistic sketch of this woman. All right, so we're getting to the boat. Mm -hmm. Are we Are we getting near yeah. to the boat? Yeah, you, you have just boat? finished your drawing. You flipped, you've uh, You've turned it around. She gave a polite laugh. And, oh, oh, fantastic. Oh, yes, no, but I will look out for this uh, horrible person, whoever this is. Why do you, do you think she means you harm? I don't know that she means me harm, but I, I am, well, you know how it is to be intrigued by the people around you. And plus, I don't have a glowing compact, and uh, I want to find out why she got it. Well, that's, I shall find out. That would be, yes, actually, any information on that compact. Done um, and done. You know how I like makeup being a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so you empty out from 
the, uh, from this channel of this harbor because it goes mm -hmm. in both directions. It empties out into another large open harbor towards the front that is walled in and has giant, huge towers with gaping kind of open archways underneath mm -hmm. all of them where the ships just sail directly underneath the towers. Okay. He rows you out through one of the smaller ones on the side and out into the sea proper and anchored maybe another 10 minutes off the shore, though they, they, they never bothered to come into the harbor that is anchored right outside mm -hmm. the city, is the small boat, the Montgomery. It is a light ashwood vessel, uh, not terribly small, um, a little wider. It's definitely built to be like a cargo yacht as opposed to a pleasure a cruiser. It's got two sails and they are uh, both ivory with some gold stitching along the edges of them. They, you guys signal with a torch. There's a torch signal again from the boat and he begins to row up towards the edge. Quickly also ask, forgotten I'd have this, uh, Ella, if she recognized the pattern on the cloth. I ask either of them if they recognize the, the pattern on the scrap of cloth that I found. Looks blue. Are you sure it's not white gold? <laughs> <laughs>Seen this before. There's a pattern maker in Port in Port Bliss. We've ordered from him before. Um, Donovan. Donovan. Donovan is his name. Yes, it had to come from his shop. No one else does this. And yeah. she tells you to write. And she tells you to write soon. I, I will write and I will write soon. Um, you have the letter from my parents already. And when should I give it to them? In the morning after the party. They'll just think I've stayed out all night. Okay. All right. I got it. Be safe. You should be safe. <laughs> I heard that. Being safe's good. I come up here, but I got the boat and all, but it'd be like, great to give you a hug. I'll see you soon. <laughs> all right, so um, I decide to make out with the guard one more time because nice. he's awfully cute. You know, he will boom, boom, and pull himself up onto that boat happily. And he is very, even though he's a big kind of doofy guy, he's sweet. He is strong, but he's not like a jerk with you, like like he kisses well, the timing's right. I mean, there's some actual skill involved there. There's some decency yes, there. Yes, which I may as well enjoy that skill while I still can. Absolutely. Uh, Just for the fun of it, I'd like a performance role. Oh, no, this is going to be very demoralizing if it's a one, like everything else I've rolled. Okay, plus your performance of three is 11. It's, you, you ever been on a boat? So you stumble a little teeny bit, but he catches you. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and he helps Ella back onto the boat, and there's a wave, and they head back right, here, out. This is, I, I will, now that I'm no longer at the top of the grand staircase with my mother watching me, I will wave. You will give a wave now. Okay. I, will, I will give a, a heartfelt wave. Yes. Um, One single wave. <laughs> We're done with this crap. <laughs> yes, yes, whatever. Bye. <laughs>
and come out onto the deck whenever you feel like it. Quarters right this way. And he opens up a small door into a very small quarters. I mean, it's yours, which is nice because everyone else kind of sleeps in open areas, but it is, I mean, you've got this and probably that much room beyond it. And that's it. All of your trunks, everything else is uh, downstairs in the hold. Uh, you're, there's a small little foot locker here, a small little table, and a bin of water. And that is it. So I am going to set down what few things I have other than my money and my papers. Smart. I will uh, thank Uncle Dobos. Uncle Dobos. 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 Uh, uh, warmly for being so thank you so much he is on deck uh he's so about five men running around uh, getting the rigging and various uh things and he is right at the helm you know right. with the wheel and he's like well of course this my ship is yours and i'm headed this way anyway so you might as well come along for the ride all right wonderful are there are there any other passengers besides me you're all the only one now love all right um and and how do how do how do our seas look it's cal it's calm you have six days of sailing uh, uh, ahead of you and if frankly at this point what we would do is say what do you do over those six days like what is a uh, long thing you'd okay. like to accomplish over that time because nothing individual is really going to happen i see um are any of the sailors cute not really, frankly. They're kind of more of the grizzled kind of... Oh, I've been at sea for a long time, a little leathery, a little older. They're all... I mean, obviously, they're all humans. You're the oldest one on the ship. But mm -hmm. if we're working equivalent, they're double your age. Okay, so... You pull in, you are pulling into Port Bliss on the sixth day, just as the night is, oh, actually, no, it's night set. So it's about 9 p.m. when you guys pull into Port Bliss. You get, now you are going to be in here for a day. He has some cargo he needs to drop off. He has some cargo he needs to pick up. You are heading into the harbor and I need a perception roll. Sorry. Now, what you've seen is as you're pulling up, you just, I mean, you are ready to get off this boat. Yes, it was fun. It's always fun to be on a boat. Six days is, is a enough. It's you a want to get on land. Yes. Yeah. So you are on the deck. You are leaning out and you are looking towards the city because you are very eager to be there. And as you are watching, you see out of thin air a dwarf, a halfling, and a young human appear about ten feet off the water in the middle of the air and then plummet right into the water about hundred feet off the shore, maybe two hundred feet in front of your boat. And we stop right there. So now you've met two of our four players. This week I'll be playing with Michael and his character Zion Preeton, and we will knock out his podcast as well. Hopefully we'll be getting that up by next weekend. And then this Sunday, we play the first game with all of us together. So we hope you'll come back and check that out as well. We'd also like to thank iTunes user Friar Took for the five-star review we got on iTunes, our first review. He writes, this is an actual play podcast featuring a very detailed homebrew setting using the D&D 5E rules. They are just getting started, which is true, but I have high hopes for this cast. Very well produced, borderline overproduced at times. I love my audio tools. I will try and hold back a bit. 
Great sound quality, engaging world, DM, player, only met one so far. We've now met two so far, hopefully. And campaign story, well worth a listen. All right, Friar Took, thank you very much for that five-star review. Check out the website, godsfall.com. We've got maps and lots of notes and information that'll help flesh out the world that we've started to present through these podcasts. We hope you'll come back and check them out each week. And if you have any questions at all, please contact us and send us an email at godsfalldc.com. <laughs>